listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in. Hey, I want to thank each and every one of you that have been uh, doing what I've requested, which is go out and let people know about the Jeep Talk Show on social media, uh, random bathrooms throughout the nation, and uh, (laughs) even a truck stop here or there. Uh, uh, Actually, I will say a big shout out to uh, Bob, uh, to uh, Cheap Jeep guys. I always get that wrong. I hope I got that right this time. Uh, He was really talking us up at SEMA, and uh, he had at least 37 replies. Jeep Talk Show, never heard of them. <laughs> so, oh no! Jeez. So, of course. So that's, but still, it's getting the name out there. So big thanks to uh, thanks to Bob, and uh, uh, and I don't know. I don't think Chris minds me mentioning this. Chris has taken it upon himself. Uh, I think uh, largely because we're not doing very many interviews these days. <laughs> To, to reach out to people to try to get them to be guests on the show. So uh, if you uh, if you hear from uh, from Chris uh, from sevenslats.com, he may be talking to you, and I'm talking about on the phone, uh, calling people up saying, hey, would you like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show? So we're looking Good. forward to having more guest interviews coming up here really, really soon, and me having a lot less free time in the evenings because I'm going to be doing the interviews. Josh, I think you got a couple of interviews that you're uh, working on, aren't you? I am working on some interviews. Yeah, the wheels are turning a little bit slow. I have some personal developments uh, that are are no good that are going on right now that I'm trying to uh, handle. Uh, but uh, it's just a matter of time before I can get out from underneath that sort of stuff. And uh, it's it's medical. It's family related. It's it's nothing I want to get into now. But uh, regardless, yeah, I had some of uh, uh, my own friends at SEMA. Uh, talking up the Jeep Talk Show a little bit as well, and uh, and we've got uh, a couple of people from some big names, uh, even one from a uh, a cable TV uh, news or news a cable TV show uh, from back in the day that you guys would remember. So uh, yeah, working on some big stuff, some big names, and some big interviews coming up. Hopefully, be able to lock those down in the coming weeks. Excellent. Well, n- no rush. I'm just uh, giving people hope. And uh, uh, speaking of giving hope, uh, I'm sure things will work out for the uh, the family medical issues. Uh, you know, one way or another, it'll work out for the best. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, Jeep, or never, I thought I was going to get through this one, or <laughs> never, never drew anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. <laughs> it gets better, trust us. <laughs> Okay, one more time. It doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never drip anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about interviews. Jeeps. <laughs> yeah, interviews and yeah, Jeeps. All the above. How are we doing, Jeeper? I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got the latest on the VOC emissions debacle at a well-known Jeep plant. We've got a tragic story about a vet who was a victim of theft, and you won't believe what was taken from him. And wait until you hear about the latest dumb criminal story. I'll give you a hint. It involves glue, but not horses. Ooh. <laughs> that, well, howdy, it's it Wendy. <laughs> yeah, really? Oh, I don't know. That's a little... Hmm. Too, too well, howdy, it's home. Wendy. <laughs> and on this episode, I'm sharing my favorite part of jeeping. Hi, I'm Tony. And for the first time in years, 
I've had my oil changed, and I think we all know how good, how, how good wait, that can is, feel. Is this a personal thing, or is this about your genes? It's very personal. You'll have to wait for the Gladiator <laughs> segment to find out just how oh, personal. Oh, boy. <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, over the last month or so, we've been hearing about Jeep's Mac assembly plant emitting harsh chemical odors. Odors, fumes, and smell strong enough, actually, to... Cause visible irritation in several people in the nearby areas. Inspectors with the Air Quality Division of the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy last month observed paint emissions from a part of the Mac assembly plant's new paint shop were not being ducted to a regenerative thermal oxidizer to limit their release into the air. The pollution control is a requirement in the permit for the plant operations in producing the three row Jeep Grand Cherokee L and soon the next generation two row Jeep Grand Cherokee. Bodies of the Grand Cherokee L enter the plant shop, at, enter the paint shop rather, at Stellantis NV's Detroit Assembly Complex Mac plant, where they get their final paint finishes. The state of Michigan has hit the plant with three air quality violations since September. Apparently, the current ducting from one of the plant's paint lines is well just connected directly to an exhaust stack. That ducting will be disconnected and then reconnected to a new ducting line that will direct emissions of volatile organic compounds to a concentrator and then to the oxidizer the configuration that the plant is supposed to be using on all of its lines, as indicated by the company's permit. Now, volatile organic compounds, or VOCs, can become the toxic gas ozone when they are released into the atmosphere. Stellantis NV, Jeep's parent company, has released a statement this week saying that it will install new ducting and equipment before the end of the year to address this issue. The correction requires new electrical, equipment, and controllers, the installation of which will all begin towards the end of November 2021. Testing on the system's ability to capture emissions will also occur following its installation. So there was a reason. I figured this was just a, some sort of Karen filter where they were putting these things out to identify Karens in the uh, neighborhood. You know, I, I figured it was 50-50. People just sort of, you know, complaining to complain because everybody is offended by everything nowadays. And, and yes. so I just figured you're right, Tony, that there was a 50-50 chance this was just a bunch of Karens just had their panties in a bunch. Uh, no, in fact, you know, we started hearing about, you know, actual medical cases popping up, uh, uh, people having, you know, physical, visible signs of irritation uh, on more than just, you know, mucous membranes, you know, eyes and, and, uh, and you know, nasal membranes, stuff like that, actually on their skin as well. This became a very serious issue relatively quick. Uh, and so it's, it's really no surprise that Stellantis is bending over backwards to take care of this as soon as possible. But I'm sure also, you know, the state has threatened them with, uh, with fines, probably by the day or week even, uh, if they don't take care of this by a certain period of time. So uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's just sort of speculation. It's kind of you know how the uh, how things typically work. But uh, nonetheless, I'm glad to see that the Jeep's parent company is taking this seriously. Well, I just want to say for those of you who do read the show notes that Josh, you picked an excellent photo on industrial ducting for dummies. I think that's an excellent oh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually made that up. A lot of the images that you uh, that you'll see in the show notes uh, for the episodes at JeepTalkShow.com uh, typically are related to the story. Sometimes they're directly from the story. Oftentimes they are a creation of my imagination. Uh, <laughs> and amalgamation. This one was perfect. <laughs> things that exist in real life and and things out of my own twisted mind. So yeah, talk about uh, getting. Uh, uh, reacting to things like uh, Karen's, we're gonna get, get some reaction to us using the the, ner the name Karen. 
because there's there's a growing audience or not our audience but a, a growing population that I doesn't own three like Jeeps. The, my name is Karen I am extremely <laughs> and I need to speak with your manager though before we go any further but but you didn't have to have that hairstyle I mean I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, the, the name Karen is understandable that hairstyle than the name Karen now nope, you knew what you were doing exactly <laughs> well it's uh you got to ask the question did these guys know what they were doing when they did this that's a pretty sad story, actually, and uh, the timing is even worse. A veteran who owns an original Willys Jeep used, actually, in World War II is devastated that someone targeted his vehicle, stealing one of the features that brings it back to its wartime roots. Owner Bob Marshall served in the Marine Corps and purchased the vehicle to use as part of Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and July 4th ceremonies. He mainly purchased it for the veterans who often find so much nostalgia from seeing the vehicle. Some veterans prefer not to relive those memories, while some absolutely do. Marshall, who is from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, recently took the Jeep to a mechanic shop in Parker, just a few miles on the other side of I-25, for some repairs. While it was being repaired, the staff told him somebody cut off the 85-pound machine gun and stole it while it was what? in the lot. The oh. gun was a demilitarized 50 caliber machine gun mounted on the top of the vehicle. The gun was set up with propane and oxygen hookups to simulate the flash and actual sound Holy of the real crap. thing. Yeah, what? really cool stuff. Absolute yeah. installation. Marshall did file a police report, but so far there has been no indication who might have stolen it or if it will ever be returned to its rightful owner. The timing was the worst part for Bob. He could replace it eventually, but the whole reason he got the whole thing was to use it for Memorial Day, the July 4th and Veterans Day, all that sort of stuff. A, a friend lent him a resin plastic replacement to get him through the holiday just so his iconic willies wouldn't be naked for an upcoming parade. But without the hookups, it can't have the same functions of the, the sound and light and all that sort of stuff. Now, Marshall fears the person who stole it likely thought that it was operable, thinking Obviously. they actually had a working machine gun from, you know, World War II. Uh, anybody with information on the gun's whereabouts is asked to call the Parker, Colorado Police Department. I would, uh, I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine if it was operable, that would be a very expensive uh, weapon uh, that which could be sold, oh, you know, yeah. hot, hot, <laughs> sold as hot and still get a lot of money for it. I would think that, you know, one would require a tax stamp or some sort of a special permit in order to even own one uh, that wasn't demilitarized. Right. Uh, right. But, you know, you, you can probably pick these things up, the demilitarized versions, uh, collector shows and things like that. They're going to be hard to come by. Uh, they will gain a premium. Uh, but, you know, I've seen a couple out in my area, uh, but not for anything that, that you'd want to uh, pull your pocketbook out for. I mean, this is a, a serious piece of, of wartime uh, history. And, and to see it actually removed from a Jeep in such a way is, is really sad. Now, I would it's, have to It's wrong. Understand. It's oh, wrong. Well, yes. it's, it is. It's simply wrong. I mean, that, that is, that is you know, beyond question. But I got to ask the question, you know, what are the chances that the shop had something to do with this? I was going to ask about that. Like, hmm. Now, any repair shop worth their weight is not going to store a vehicle like this just outside willy-nilly. If they are, that's not a shop that should be in business. Exactly. Uh, certainly, certainly isn't operating underneath uh, what anybody could call a, a, a good line of ethics. Um, and so I, I think that it was an inside job. Me personally. I, so I didn't say the name of the shop, uh, but I said where they were and on what side of the freeway they are. Uh, I think you know who you are. <laughs> Uh, so with that said, you know, I, I really think that it's going to take some time, but this, this weapon will find its, its, its way back to its original owner. 
Now, all the work that went into converting this gun, not only the, the demilitarization process, which is a, a lengthy process unto itself, but also the actual conversion over to, to use something like you know propane and oxygen uh, to, to power it, to make it look and sound like an actual machine gun. So, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of history in it, and, and just, I mean, like what Wendy said, it's just wrong on the surface mm -hmm. un, unto itself. Man, you, you just don't do that kind of stuff. Um, and so, this I mean, is why okay, somebody, I don't like taking my vehicle to a shop. Not because they're going to steal from it, but this is the why I, I mean, leaving it overnight and it's they're not oh. responsible for theft or damage or no That's something BS. something like these things. No, this this would not leave uh, my eyes for for fifteen minutes. Yeah, if if I saw that sign that said "not responsible for theft or damage to vehicles," well, I'd be they, like, they "That's all that. going to be for this one." They all they all say that. I mean, that they don't want that liability. And why would anybody want to leave their vehicle? I mean, maybe this guy knew the shop, knew the owner. Uh, doesn't mean it wasn't an inside job, but maybe he uh, maybe he was even told it was going to be locked up. Uh, you know, I verify that stuff. My my vehicle is too important to me, and it's not a a sixty well, seventy year old vehicle. And, and if you had a vehicle like this that was going to go into a shop for repairs where it was going to be left overnight, would you not take some stuff off? I mean, he's got the axes and the shovels <laughs> and the ammo cans. Yeah. And the, Begs I mean, the question, really, doesn't it? it really, it, it does. You know, if, if you knew you were going to go to a shop and, and leave this for repairs, why would you take it fully loaded? doesn't make sense and, and also but, well, we don't know his situation he may have medical issues he may not be able to, yeah, he, to go he through those have, things yeah he True. may not have the knowledge to repair but the other thing is he's also probably older and that's not a slam but in the other in the when he was younger days like that you could trust leaving it at a shop right, right? so things have changed maybe he's you know not aware of how bad all this stuff is it's out there right now Josh, what's the likelihood that somebody that cut this uh, replica off was a sniffing clue, and that's just why they uh, thought it was a good, <laughs> a good thing to steal? Well, yeah, they were they were high on something, uh, obviously. Uh, I, I bet they're you know it's going to show up at some metal scrapyard with some guy who's got a you know a bad case of some yeah. meth acne on or something. Yeah, you yeah. know. But uh, speaking of sniffing glue, well, last Thursday, just before we started reading, re recording, actually, in Warren, Michigan, police officers were dispatched to a residence near the Nine Mile Ryan area regarding a white Jeep that had collided with a home. The caller reported observing a female occupant of the Jeep inhaling unknown chemicals from an unknown container. You know, well, there are rumors out there that I used to eat paste, but at least I never graduated to sniffing glue. <laughs> Officers responded to the area that the Jeep had, but the Jeep had moved on to an adjacent residential street. A quick license plate check of the Jeep uh, showed that the vehicle to be freshly stolen from Hazel Park on the 4th of November. Well, now here in Portland, they have stopped pulling over stolen vehicles since the DA out here has stopped prosecuting those crimes. And they passed a law a couple years ago anyways that states if you don't know the car was stolen then you couldn't be charged for the crime. So all thieves are doing now is saying, I borrowed it from a friend of a friend, and they're off the hook. Warrant officers, however, don't have such ridiculous laws to contend with and attempted to pull the Jeep over as they should. I'll give you one guess what happened next. The Jeep took off. Of course it did. If this went all routine and rainbows, we wouldn't have heard about it, right? Well, the Jeep yep. was able to flee the area and entered southbound I-75, where the Jeep struck a Warren police officer patrol car. As we wow. have heard recently, Jeeps can take an amazing amount of vehicular punishment. <laughs> so, it's no surprise that this didn't stop the uh, woman driving the stolen Jeep at all. 
Maybe it was the speeds. Maybe it was the amount of other cars on the road. Maybe this chick is just the best ever getaway driver there ever was. But she managed to escape being pulled over and was able to drive through several different townships and communities. So at this point, we have police from Warren, Detroit, and Gross Point Park all involved with the chase, with the driver swerving at patrol cars the entire time. Now, the Jeep was seen recklessly speeding down residential streets, even on the sidewalk at times, completely <laughs> disregarding red lights and stop signs and generally giving no Fs whatsoever. The Gross Point Police, uh, police part, uh, Department eventually got an officer in the right place at the right time to deploy stop sticks, which ultimately caused the Jeep to stop in their city, but not before colliding with a telephone pole. The driver of the Jeep was then taken into custody without any further incident. So, who is this gone-in-60-seconds-like driver who was able to so deftly escape so many police? Well, the driver is Michelle Elaine Steele, a 42-year-old Warren resident. According to the reports, Steele has an extensive criminal history, including prior convictions for drunk driving, fleeing and eluding, disorderly conduct, and resisting police. Such a model citizen, right? Pillar of the community! The Macomb County Prosecutor's Office has authorized the following list of charges against the Jeep-stealing glue sniffer. They include, but will likely not be limited to, receiving and concealing stolen property, felony charge. Fleeing and eluding, second degree, felony charge as well. Malicious destruction of a building, that will be a felony. Malicious destruction of police property, you bet that's a felony. Assaulting, resisting, and obstructing a police officer, all felonies. And a driving with a suspended wow. license. Well, that's a misdemeanor. Of course. Steele was arraigned with bond being set at $100,000 cash and with the stipulation that she will have to have a GPS tether. Steele's next court date is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Something tells me the only stuffing that she's going to see uh -oh. this year is in the pillow of her jail cell. <laughs> Died. Family, family on that one. Big thanks to Chris from 7slats.com for bringing this story to our attention. Chris actually works just a couple miles from where this chase started and lives just a couple miles from where the Jeep was finally stopped. He was actually close enough that he could have joined in. <laughs> that would have well, been Come fun. on, Chris. So, I mean, where's uh, that action? Live action so right gotta, there. Gotta we say. could have had live video. So let me oh, ask you, be. let me ask you, Josh, and I don't know if you have this information or not. Did she stop for the uh, spike strips because maybe she thought they were the biggest uh, glue sticks that she'd ever seen and just <laughs> <laughs> had to check it out? <laughs> One can only imagine. I, oh, I look at those know. glue sticks. But she's 42. Now, this isn't like the... Was it a couple episodes ago we had those kids that were stealing stuff, right? Yeah, they like were 14, 14 and 16. 11. Oh, this, yeah. this woman's 42. No At some point, you got to grow up, sweetie, and stop doing this kind of stuff. Like, what's going on in her life? That's such a shame. It's, I mean, you know you can't, it is. you can't be happy with your life whenever you're, you know, making decisions <laughs> like this. Uh, yeah, thinking that glue's the best option. I don't yeah. get it. Well, I don't know. That is, that is something Especially else. Especially for Thanksgiving. I mean, you got to yeah. figure Thanksgiving dinner at uh, the jail is not that good. <laughs> Turkey sandwich? <laughs> what do you get? I don't know. <laughs> That's the least of her problems at this point with that many right, felonies. Yeah. This isn't dressing. Well, you found it on the floor, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a long list of felonies. I, I she's going to be away for for quite some time. I hope she gets the help and away she and away from glue. Uh, so yeah. that's the other bad part of this. Yeah, so There's she might that. get clean. Yeah, who knows? If you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know. You can do it by phone or by email. Even just head over to jeeptalkshow.com/slash/contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. Hey, we've got something for everybody at the 4x4radionetwork.com website, the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, just to name a few. 
Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free as well. It's all in one place. All you got to do, type in the number four, the letter X, the number four, and radionetwork.com. 4 by 4 radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Well, I guess right now is a is a good time to, you know, if there's ever a good time to, to have bad news. Um, it's not bad news. The, the Jeep Talk Show. Well, no, not, not newbie nuggets. That's always good news. But what I'm about to, to <laughs> okay, say is, is bad news. <laughs> so the Jeep Talk Show is ending. We will no longer uh, be doing episodes. Not this again. For wait, Thanksgiving week. Is this, wait, is this April 1st again? <laughs> Are you doing that? I mean, what is going on? We will, we will, <laughs> no, you got to pay attention. We're not going to be doing any episodes Thanksgiving week, folks. So we're going to, oh. we're, we've gotten big enough. Where we're actually going to take, take oh, God. It's, it's, it's still non-paid. I don't want to get you too wait, excited. Is it paid? <laughs> not, no, now. not paid. <laughs> so oh, anyway, smart. the uh, the Jeep Talk Show will be going off the air Thanksgiving week. So time in like eight years. Yeah, for a long time. That's right. Every every week we've been doing a show. So Thanksgiving week, and we're uh, we're discussing about Christmas week, which will probably also uh, uh, do the same thing for Christmas week. But uh, we'll let you know about that one. So uh, we're just letting everybody know uh, Christmas week. Uh, I'm sorry, Thanksgiving week. We will not be here. But uh, if you uh, if you send me a nice little note, I'll send you this, you know, to keep you active and Thanksgiving for the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. the ever popular turkey. It's, it's halfway through the month before I played that for the first time. I mean, what's Tony going is on so here? Nice. I mean, that is such a nice gesture, Tony. It's appropriate. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah, right. Like, like I've always said, there are twelve days of Christmas only, and none of them none of them are in November. <laughs> That's right. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Newbie! Noob Nuggets. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, there's lots of things I love about jeeping, but my favorite thing is spotting a jeeper through the more difficult obstacles. I think it fits with my brain's need to figure things out, kind of like a puzzle. I was always good at puzzles, and spotting is like that. Well, sort of. So how much spotting have you done? If you're a newbie, probably not much, and you may be asking the question, what is spotting? How do I get one, and should I get it before the light bar? Well, spotting is the art of guiding a driver and their Jeep through an obstacle. Essentially, the spotter becomes the driver's eyes and can see the line, the, the, the Jeep's tires, and guide the Jeep through and over obstacles. Now, I have two great segments to describe spotting, episode 433, and picking a line in episode 428 that explain in detail what I'm talking about. But I love spotting because when I arrive at an obstacle, I'm one of the first people out of the Jeep to figure out my line and what path seems to be the best. I love working with newbies on obstacles, and when I describe what I'm looking at or for, then I show them how to look for their line, and I see their expression go from, what is she talking about, to, oh my gosh, I see it. And that light bulb goes on, it is priceless. For me, it's the challenge to get a Jeep through without any damage. Sure, there are times a Jeep gets hung up, but it's my responsibility, if I'm the spotter, to get them through reasonably unscathed. That puts some pressure on me, but it's a challenge I willingly accept, and it's such an amazing feeling to see the driver succeed, and better yet, the beaming smile from ear to ear when they are through and realize they just did that. Now, spotting will always be my forte in the Jeeping world. I have a natural knack for it. Sure, I have other expertise and knowledge as I wheel more, but honestly, I always go back to offering to spot. I love when we approach an obstacle and there's a backup with lots of other Jeepers or trucks or whatever vehicle these days. 
I love to watch. First, to see if I can pick out what line they're choosing and see if they make it or not. And second, to see if I can learn anything by watching them go through it. I love to see if they, by chance, chose my line or one on their own and how it works out. Of course, I'm always willing to help, but mostly I watch and learn what works best and what doesn't. I mentioned a lot of my segments that the best way to learn anything is to get out of the Jeep and watch. Watch how someone goes through an obstacle or maybe it's a repair on the trail. Watch everything you can and learn. Trust me when I say I got where I am today by watching and learning and I still learn each time I go out. Just remember that being new is the beginning of a lifelong process. You have to get out and wheel. You have to go get some runs under your belt, and before you know it, you'll have skills you probably never knew you had or would need. I would never profess to know it all, but I do a pretty good job of assessing a situation and have had great successes. Wheeling with experienced Jeepers like Don Alexander and my husband Bill has helped me tremendously, but it's really me getting out there and watching. I hope you, do, I hope you are doing the same, and who knows what skill set you will find and the confidence you'll gain doing it over and over again. So, guys, what's your favorite part of jeeping? The forty-seven, the forty-seven spotters, all telling you something to do something different. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) Too many chiefs in the kitchen. You know, I thought spotting is what my jeep did in the driveway, but uh, that's it too. Yes, (laughs) I thought spotting was what I did when I got off camber. (laughs) That that would be changing your shorts, but hey. There is a unique kind of satisfaction that comes in, in, in a successful spot. And, and, and I, I 100% agreed with every sentence that you said there. I mean, absolutely. It, it is, I, I'm, I'm a lot of the same way. I get out. I, I'm one of the first up on an obstacle. Uh, I, I love helping people get through stuff. I, it's one of those things that, that I, it's a skill that I've developed myself over time. I consider myself pretty good at it. I, too, have had pretty good successes, uh, and I, too, don't profess to know it all, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it is one of those things that that gives you a completely different degree of, of satisfaction when you get somebody else through an obstacle. Whether you've done it yourself or not, whether or, you know, you're three or four Jeeps back, and it's not your turn yet, but you've just gotten a whole bunch of other Jeeps through this obstacle, and you know the line that you're going to take, but a lot of these guys didn't have a chance uh, and you right. got them through it they're, they're, that all unto itself is is just an amazing feeling um, that is unlike actually driving through the the obstacle yourself uh, it, it is it is a great deal of satisfaction um, but one of the other things that I like uh, aside from that is seeing somebody else take a line that I never would have thought of oh and I yes. typically I typically look for the hardest line. I I look for the impossible line. I want that challenge. I know Mm -hmm. that I can take the easy route. I know that my Jeep is going to go over that, no problem. It's not that. It's I want to see, not if I can roll my Jeep, obviously I don't, you know, put myself in a harm's way that bad, but I look for the hard line uh, because that's going to not only test my skills, my vehicle capability, but getting through that is going to give me a greater degree of confidence the next time I go through either A, that trail or something like that. Uh, and, and so there's, when I see somebody else and all of a sudden they veer off and they, and they start taking uh, another line over this other rock or something like that. It's like, why the hell did you go over there? And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I start to see them pan out. It's like, Oh, wait a minute. I I see where you're going. Oh, okay. That's yeah. I never would have thought about that. Okay. And then now the next time I go through that trail, I'm going to try and do something similar. I'm going to try and, and put my own spin on that own kind of a line or that own take of that line. And stuff like that. so I yeah I there are so many aspects of this 
Um, but I want to make one distinction, that there is a massive difference between jeeping and wheeling. Now, one can say that it's it's hand in hand. They kind of go in, 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 you know, one, you can't do one without the other, or vice versa. Uh, but I've been on, on, on wheeling trips where, you know, maybe it was just me as the only Jeep, or maybe there was only one or two Jeeps in a group of six, and there were other vehicles out there. I'm going to tell you this, that wheeling with other vehicles is a completely different experience than wheeling with a group of Jeeps. And Correct. it's just, it, it, ask anybody, it, it's just sort of the atmosphere um, the feeling in the group, uh, the energy of the group, you know, I, I, I hate to get all hippie with it and everything like that, but there is a certain energy that is with a group of Jeepers that is not there when you're with a mixed of group, uh, with a group of mixed vehicles. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so making that distinction between Jeeping and wheeling, uh, I know that we're splitting hairs here, but you know, it's something that I had to point out nonetheless. Yeah, that's really good. I, I hadn't thought about doing something about that, but that's very true. Wendy, let me ask you. Think. Let me ask you a question. Um, you know, I've I've gotten a little, recently got a little off road time, and I'm just happy I'm going from point A to point B and uh, not scraping and you know getting up and over things. Mm-hmm. How does wheeling behind the wheel translate to spotting in front of the wheel? I, I would think that it would be helpful to know how to wheel, but not necessarily an easy translation between the two vantage points? Well, this is a good question, Tony, because actually now that you've been out and you've driven some of those trails, what you would I would suggest to do next is to get out and look at that obstacle before you go over it, even if you've already kind of done it, ah. and see if you could pick another line. And you should look at it from the, point, the vantage point of you being in the driver's seat, so maybe in front of your vehicle looking down at that obstacle or up at that obstacle, but then go on up to the obstacle and look back toward the Jeep. So you have two points of view. Mm-hmm. And it really, for me, it becomes very clear that there's the line. And like, like Josh said, it might be the hard line. It might be the easy line. It might just be the line that you have to take. But for me, when I'm working with anybody new, after they've driven, it's like get out and start looking for those lines. Once you start to find the lines and you've driven a little bit, then when you start to spot, it becomes very clear. And as you, as if you listen to my segment on spotting, uh, I think it was four episode four thirty three. I actually talk about looking for those rear ti- looking at the rear tires, because getting somebody up and over an obstacle really isn't just about that front those front tires. It's the whole entire vehicle. It's the width, the length. It's those rear tires and how they track. So for for that question, Tony, I would say that it's actually I become a better driver because I spot so well now. But I had to drive first to then learn to spot. So you got to spot to drive, drive to spot. So it kind of goes hand in hand. So I would say to you, Tony, get out next time you drive and start looking at those lines and start picking them and then seeing if you can put your tires where you think that the line should be. Yeah. I didn't seem to have any problems uh, getting the Gladiator go up on things as long as... uh, uh, as long as I was uh, paying attention, <laughs> but uh, well, uh, one thing, that. <laughs> yeah, one one thing that uh, that well, you get so you get so confident, like this gang goes everywhere. I don't need to do anything. I'm gonna take a nap, let it wheel for a while. Well, that's when you get in trouble. That is I exactly think. right. You have to always, I think I was, attention. I think I was messing with one of the uh, features on the Gladiator that I wasn't. You did familiar say with. that you yeah. had your head looking down to see about a yeah. screen or something. Yeah, so, so but I was I, for. For newbies, do not do that. Please pay attention at all times. <laughs> but, uh, but I will say this. I remember uh, from uh, you spotting me uh, on uh, John Bull about reminding me. 
Yeah, on Gold yeah. Mountain. And, oh, and John Bull. Yeah, specifically on John Bull. Uh, that reminded me to go slow uh, for the uh, for the back tires coming down off yes. the obstacle, and yep. you know because it really is that that way you get up over the front your front tires up over to the obstacle and you go oh that's great or maybe a shelf I'm free I'm clear you know you get down a <laughs> yeah. shelf and you go oh okay I'm doing great and if you if you just take off you're gonna get a yeah. shock it it won't well, necessarily be be bad but it will be scary and maybe noisy well, it, it could be it, it could be how you you know break a bumper or you tear True. something off the back yeah. so we always call it controlling your rear it just means that even though your front's clear you need to control the rear and, and go at the same slow pace so something my dad yeah. told me multiple times as a child so i understand it completely <laughs> so then it works right <laughs> in with that <laughs> oh my gosh well, do you have a topic or suggestion for Newbie Nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. Check out our YouTube channel at Trails411 for great content with lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is that why you are here? Gladiator. I'm pretty sure Gladiator would have just... Stab the hell out of that person playing that squeaky music. <laughs> and then we would all be entertained. So, you know, when I bought the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, I was surprised to find out that it comes with a 100,000-mile warranty. And, you wow. know, I, I got to check on it specifically. I don't think that's just drivetrain, but it, but it could be. But still, 100,000 miles on the drivetrain is, is great. Now, this was specifically from South Fork Weiser Dodge Jeep Ram. Others may do it. I don't know. And that's where I got my Jeep from. Uh, to keep this warranty in effect, it requires an oil change from a professional. And I'm not talking about that guy at the corner that you give money to every day. I'm talking about somebody that's, uh, I want to say SAE uh, certified, but that's like Imperial Measurements. Uh, <laughs> whatever the certification is. And uh, so, you know, initially this rubbed me the wrong way because, uh, as you know, I'm, I'd rather do my own stuff. And especially yeah. something like an oil change. Sure. So Jeep says oil change is at 10,000 miles, but South Fork says no, 5,000. Yeah. I, I wow. bet they do. A little sticker. Well, yeah, if you're going to do a 100,000 mile warranty, uh, a little sticker was on the windshield with 5,000 miles and a phone number to call. Uh, I called that number getting close to the 5,000 mark. I called that number. It only took six months to get to 5,000 miles. Uh, I called that number wow. and uh, spoke with somebody at South Fork. Very friendly, very helpful. Answered my questions. I explained that uh, <laughs> I haven't had a new vehicle in 24 years, and I don't know nothing but much about this service or or having oil changes done by a dealership. So uh, they got me scheduled up for the next day uh, around lunchtime, and uh, so that was that was actually Tuesday this week. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I took off, you know, Tuesday uh, in time, doing a little calculation in time to get there uh, for my 1045 appointment. Uh, it was a fairly long drive, but Deadpool, my salesman, told me uh, how good the service department was at Southwark. So I wanted to go to Southwark to have my oil changed, at least for the first time. So you say fairly long drive. It was, what, 39 minutes, half hour? <laughs> 40, 40, I think it's about 45, anywhere from 30 to thirty to 45 minutes. Oh, I man. drove longer than that every day to get to work. Exactly. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that unless I was making. I'm going to get mil. my violin out. Wait a minute. Let me play yeah, the violin. Right. Here we go. Okay, go. Well, there are dealerships that are closer, and it doesn't have to be. Oh, uh, I see. Doesn't have to saying. be Southwork dealership. Oh, okay. Could have been that one right, just right there off of uh, uh, I-10, uh, very close to the house. But like I said, uh, Deadpool had said uh, the the service department uh, was really good, and you know, I, I want my uh, my vehicle and taken care cake, of by somebody. That's, That's right. He gave you cake. cake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget. Well, that's that, that's another story I'll tell you about uh, about Deadpool oh, and no. South Park. Um, so this was my first time getting service, and really 24 years since I had a new vehicle to take to service. I followed the signs when I got to the dealership, pulled into the three-lane covered area, and uh, was immediately motioned to pull forward. And after I was motion to pull forward the guy quickly walked away and i wondered if he actually worked there <laughs> so <laughs> and then you were immediately signaled to leave the parking lot <laughs> not there sir <laughs> so uh but but i but I, I figured i had done the right thing when my service advisor came out to greet me i told her about my appointment for the oil change she was working on the uh, paperwork and just kind of mentioned in passing about the jeep talk show of course, I thought she yeah. had just seen the big-ass sticker on the side of the right. Jeep. Right, yeah, of course. But no, I said, I asked her, how do you know about it? Uh, and she said, uh, she goes, yeah, I know about it. Uh, and I said, oh, do you listen? She says, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> just just like, you know, a no or no, but no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to check it out or anything like that. But it was like, it was kind of like I, I, I bothered her by asking her such a horrible question. Oh, oh my no. gosh. <laughs> so it really didn't sound like she approved of the show but which also was a good thing because it sounds like she knew about it <laughs> so and right after apparently <laughs> right after that i think she caught herself by the way she reacted and said oh but my dad does he listens to it religiously okay <laughs> all the time oh. and i went oh thank god my emotions are yeah. saved <laughs> yeah. oh Still not wanting to be shut down, I asked if she would like a sticker. You know, make well, <laughs> take, yeah, take lemons and turn them into lemonade. And she again, she says, "Oh no!" Oh, like I would be <laughs> caught dead with a sticker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't want a sticker to this show. And then, then I, you know, I kept going. I said, "Okay, well, do you think your dad would like a sticker?" And oh, thank God, she says, "Sure." Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> So oh. after she got me squared away, <clears throat> and we talked a little bit about uh, the Jeep and the Jeep talk show and stuff, but uh, anyway, I wanted to, uh, uh, she said it was going to be an hour to an hour and a half, uh, and I realized it doesn't take that long to do an oil yeah. change, but yeah. you know, I didn't know how busy they were. Oh, they're probably going through and, you know, lubing the chassis and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, and probably checking out that big sticker on the side of the Jeep. <laughs> how to get it off. Pictures and selfies. Yeah. Yeah. Selfies, all that stuff. It's on Instagram. You should see it. So, uh, I took <laughs> off uh, to go say hi to uh, South Fork owner Chris. Oh, how's, how's he doing? doing? And by the way, yeah, after yeah. Uh, all of his, can uh, he have like like a quadruple bypass surgery yeah, or something, something all that yeah. long ago? He is the first person to have a six way bypass. And uh, he, he, wanted, he said, give me the extra. And so while he was in there, no, he he looked he looked fine. He was also sporting a beard, and uh, you could tell that uh, he had lost some weight. Uh, he says it was the shirt he was wearing, but I, it's it's not. You can see it in his face. Uh, so even with the beard, you know, you'd expect the face to be bigger, but it wasn't. It was it was more narrow. Anyway, he was real busy with uh, uh, the 
the uh, the salespeople dealership. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually got the uh, one of the the salespeople that was sitting there talking to me about stuff. She got pulled away. Hey, can I can I interrupt you guys? We need to borrow her for a meeting. And Chris had been in for you know ten fifteen minutes while we were chatting. I said, oh yeah, sure, no problem. He goes, no, no, no it's not a problem. And then she went in there and probably got beat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it was fine. So after waving and chatting with him briefly, I decided to go back to the service area and, you know, do like most Jeepers, stare at your Jeep in the service bay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so Ray, my service advisor, looked up and she started chatting with me again. And I found out that she has uh, Jeeps, uh, as in she's had seven or eight Jeeps. And, wow. uh, and she currently has a, a Gladiator. And I asked about nice. the Gladiator. I asked what size lift she had on it. And then the smartphone came out so I could see pictures of the Gladiator. <laughs> oh, my That's gosh. Great. It's like his kids. As, yeah, as, all, as, all, as all true Jeep people would yes. do. I love it. 100%. That's what we would do. Kudos to Ray. Good girl. <laughs> so I also found out that she has a membership at Hidden Falls. And she told me that... Uh, that she thinks she was out there one weekend when we were out there. I'm not sure if oh. it was the September thing or not, but she was. She said she was with another group. So uh, she was asking me when we were going to go back out there again and so on and so forth. I think maybe she had warmed up to the Jeep talk show a little bit uh, after, uh, surprisingly, after talking to me. So that, that might, we, she may be listening to us. Give yourself a little credit, Tony. Not and, and not admitting to it, obviously. And, and, I, and I get the feeling if she does start listening, she's never going to admit it to her dad. No. Never. She, oh my gosh. He, no. I would. I would. I would guess that he says you really ought to listen. It's really a good show. Oh, it's something you like. You're old. I'm not going to listen to that. Uh, no. <laughs> but but wait a minute. Secretly, she's probably taking that sticker back away from him now. Oh, no, well, Dad, this is I don't fine. Know. That would be proof that she listens, and I don't think she's going to go <laughs> that way. So I don't know about you, but it makes me feel good taking my Jeep to a place where people that are helping you love Jeeps. Yeah, that's nice. That is a, a nice little peace of mind, uh, some added assuredness. Uh, yeah. Well, and I will say I was really surprised how quickly the uh, the oil change took place. Now, part of the uh, the service is rotating the tires, but since the Nexon Rodian MTX tires are like maybe got a thousand miles, fifteen hundred miles on them. Yeah, I told them they could yet. skip that, but it really was yeah. really quick, and it even surprised Ray how quickly the Jeep got out because you know yeah. I said actually I said oh it uh, looks like they're done with my Jeep. She goes no it's going to be a little while, and then the guy walks in with the paperwork and the keys, and she goes <laughs> I mean just right after she says that's no, going to be a little while longer, and and she get takes it and she goes oh Somebody it is ready. <laughs> Yeah, just pages three and four. Just just disregard whatever's on those. Don't have to worry. About it. <laughs> so anyway, I was quoted uh, hour, hour and a half, and I if it was forty minutes, I would be shocked. But having wow. a good, good conversation about Jeeps helps the time go yeah. by, as we all sure. know. Yeah, wonderful. So, are you going to go back for the next oil change to the same place, or are you going to stay more local? Well, I think I can uh, I can mention it uh, right now. I was a little surprised because I was uh, hoping that Deadpool would be working on Tuesday, and one of the reasons why I was going on a Tuesday and not a Monday. Uh, Monday was generally his, his time off. And uh, I, uh, I tried to get a hold of him, and they said he didn't work there anymore. What? what? Yeah, so... I, okay, uh, we need an update from Deadpool. He yeah. needs to call in and tell us what's going on. Well, I, That's I, I, I reached out to him, and he said that he is now working at another dealership. And he, huh? was, he was telling me, I told him about the oil change. He goes, bring it over here. It's a lot closer than going to South Fork. 
So uh, I may be going to the new dealership that uh, that he's working at now. Oh Again, my gosh, you have to split your time now. You know that. This is like a divorce. <laughs> you got to spend time at South Fork because Chris is a good guy. But then you got to go back to Deadpool because he treated you so well with that cake. Now, come on. Oh, yeah. But uh, so I'm thinking since it's you know quite a bit closer, I'll probably go over to that one. But my most important thing is not necessarily supporting Chris or Deadpool, but having the best service done on my vehicle. Well, of course. And, if, and if Deadpool deal. can say, yeah, this is a good service department, like, just like he did for South Fork, then that's going to make me feel that that much better. So, But but also you got to consider if Ray starts listening and she calls in or something, then you got to go back. Well, they, she was there, was, really good. there was multiple service advisors there. Chances are I wouldn't get Ray again. But you might. And if sure. she's a listener, then you got to support her. Well, we'll see. We'll see if uh, we hear from Ray or, or Ray's dad. <laughs> no, they're they're yeah. all going to see that keep rolling into the driveway. Oh, God. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this to you on, on the Hangouts. It was so sad to see every Jeep there was some off beige white color and there was just no colored vehicles and there was oh, this bright red jeep that pulled in to have the service work done it was like holy on it, hell tires, look everything. at that thing it's like it's, it's on like you probably had like it's, eight techs all jump off of their job and all rush over yeah. to your oh, oh you yeah. help with that really quick I, here i'll just i'll just i'll just grease the rear axle for you Oh, it's man. so bright. It's so shiny. I have to work on that one. And it just so it looks so damn good sitting there waiting it does. To, to be driven into the uh, the bay to get worked on. So did, did Chris get a chance to see the changes that the Jeep has gone through since it left the lot? No, no, I mean, not unless he's been watching it on uh, on Facebook or something. So, you know, they do those kind of changes there. I mean, uh, I did a TikTok video of a yeah. Mojave that was on the, the showroom floor. They used the, the, the Mopar or the, uh, yeah, the Mopar uh, wheels. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know where they get the tires from, but there are 37s, I think, that the, the Mojave that was in there on the showroom floor, it was, it was decked out. It was, uh, so my little 35s, the only thing I had going was the, uh, was red in the snorkel. By the way, did you know? Did you guys know that those pre-filters get cloudy from the dust swirling around in them because they're made of plastic? They're not glass. Huh. And I've driven, I've driven it uh, maybe uh, three times since I installed the uh, the snorkel and the pre-filter. It's starting to get opaque. It's starting to get cloudy, a cloudy white, which is fine. Mm. But you know, and it's better than having glass there. But it's it's just really surprising how quickly. Uh, that uh, the dust that you don't even think about. I mean, I haven't been off road. I've just been driving down the the freeway, and it's well, already starting. To, yeah, it's already starting to get uh, get scratched up from the dust that it's filtering out from going in the engine. Wow. Anyway, I'll I'll ramble for uh, hours about my Jeep, as you guys will know. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for I don't know, years now, and I figure like time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love. The Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes. You know. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? You know, uh, the the couple of upcoming weeks it's going to be Thanksgiving, and this is a perfect opportunity for you to get for you to give your thanks Thanksgiving to the Jeep Talk Show. Go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look and see how you can become a paid subscriber today. From the mind of Nikki G. 
Hey, this is Nikki G. And last week, Wendy and Tony talked some smack about wheel spin. I've got a different opinion on it. Wheel spin is the mating call of the southern man. How else are we supposed to attract a suitable mate that's not related to us? I just got to give a shout out to uh, Chuck's son, who uh, doesn't appreciate my humor. Uh, no hard feelings, man. You, you don't get to this level of crazy without growing some thick skin. I appreciate the honest feedback. And uh, I'm kind of with you, Chuck's son. Uh, I agree that my jokes are lame, and I can't promise to try to do better, but I can try to try. So keep that in mind as I tell you, that's not why I'm not calling. calling. <laughs> I'm calling to tell you that. I just found out my toaster is not waterproof. Yeah, what? I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you a poop joke, but it's too corny. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a potty joke. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later, and you have a good one. Bye. <laughs> I don't remember eating corn. <laughs> that is not a visual that I needed. Thank you, Nikki G. <laughs> let me let me tell you about a funny uh, funny joke with a payday bar. No, that'll be later. Never mind. So if you if you filter out all of the uh, the Asian uh, disco stuff we had going on, we've got he's still got a full house in the uh, the Zoom room tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's become quite the uh, quite the habit and spot. Yeah, it really has. Uh, I, I, I'll say thank you to everybody that uh, continues to show up both on Tuesdays and Thursdays to uh, be in our Zoom room and and uh, be heard uh, heard your opinions, which are really important to us. Yeah, I even uh, made an appearance this last uh, this last Tuesday. I, I think I missed the uh, the recording uh, part of the of the show, but got in sort of to the uh, the after party, if you will, and. Uh, I got a chance to chat with some folks and uh, just sort of hang loose, uh, sort of unscripted, and you know all that sort of stuff. And it was uh, it was fun. So if you uh, if you're if you're on the fence, I would highly encourage it. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, I got the feeling you because uh, you you popped in. I don't think you said anything, but you popped in. No, I was. Uh, in you a said you were in a public place. place. I think yeah. I told everybody you were probably in the bathroom, a public bathroom, <laughs> and you didn't want to be talking on the phone while you're uh, while you're in there. Uh, now wait a minute. If you that. want Josh to join, you got to be positive about it. Don't start doing that to him. He's and, never going to come back. And then uh, the show, you know, the, the show lasts about an hour. The conversation goes on. And uh, so he, uh, I actually had some computer problems, had to restart the computer. And when I got back on, uh, Josh was on. And I have a theory that he just didn't want to be on while I was in control of the of who was talking. And <laughs> he goes, oh, Tony's Tony's running this thing. I'm going to come back later. Oh, look, he's gone. It's time to get in there so I can start talking. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, good times though. Well, this is the part of the of this show where we uh, we pull up around the campfire, another happening spot, and uh, and we talk about whatever the topic is of the week, and and it's something different each and every week, and and sometimes it's a little bit of a debate, sometimes it's just an open discussion, free form, that sort of stuff. Sometimes I ask a question, and, and we kind of go around the horn and and find out where people stand on on a certain thing, this or that. Uh, and there's no really rhyme or reason on how to uh, to join in. You just got to do it, right? There's no VIP. There's no pay-to-play, nothing like that. And if you want to join in on the Campfire Side Chat, you absolutely can. Uh, we encourage you to do so, and you can find out how in just a little bit after this segment. Uh, for now, though, I'm going to ask the question. Uh, we're going to be talking about gas, actually, fuel. 
high-performance Jeeps and, and uh, modern engines, even like the turbo stuff nowadays, uh, needs to run on higher-octane fuel. But with gas prices on the rise again, what are you putting in your tank? And how much are you paying? Are you even considering possibly buying a daily driver to save on gas? I, I had to do that a while back. I was spending over $400 a month on fuel just to get to and from work. I knew that I could cut that in half. Uh, and if I bought a car within the uh, right kind of price range, it would pay for itself within the first year. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, unfortunately, it was a car that was on America's most stolen vehicles oh, list. I was just going to say, and, and you had people running gas out of your vehicle when it, for you, that you couldn't use it. And you still got it paid back. That, that says still, a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, 10 uh, times yeah. people stole that vehicle. For, for all of our listeners down in California uh, who are paying nearly $7 a gallon for, for gas, uh, I, I highly encourage you to chime in on this. So uh, I will ask you guys, uh, for all the people who are around the campfire tonight, uh, when I call on you, please tell me um, what city and state you are from so people can kind of put things into perspective. Outside of that, well, there's pretty much no rules. So we're going to go around the horn and be talking with a whole bunch of people tonight. Uh, we're going to try and get to everybody. If I skip you, uh, it's only because we ran out of time uh, and we're going to have to move on to uh, to another day. But uh, but I thank you guys nonetheless. So uh, start, starting things off tonight, I'm going to ask Travis. Uh, Travis, uh, let's talk about gas. Where are you from and what are you paying? Um, Charlotte, North Carolina. And right now we're paying around 305 a gallon. Or, yeah, three or five a gallon of gas. Um, oh I do not drive my daily Jeep. Um, or I do not drive my Jeep daily. Excuse me. Right now, I get 10 miles a gallon in my Jeep, and I've got an oversized tank. It's costing me 70 bucks to fill it up. It's in the shop currently, so I've had to deal with that. But working in a Jeep dealership and driving a 4XE for the first time this past week as customer ordered it, I truly, if I was to buy a Jeep today, that's going to be on my table of cards to look at because when they're getting 40 miles to the gallon, whether it's now, this year, or 10 years ago, I'm going to look at that and weigh it out and be like, hey, that's not a bad idea. Even though all the negative with it, there are some positive. I'm going to get that gas mileage. If it's daily driving, would definitely be a consideration. Very good. Very good. Well, North Carolina, you heard of folks uh, in the low threes. Um, what about uh, Bob? Two cheap Jeep guys. Heard uh, that name floated around earlier in the show. Uh, Bob, where are you from? How much are you paying? Uh, just outside of Denver. And for low octane, I think it's running in the 290s right now. And for premium, uh, oh cost I'm paying like 350 not too shabby. Yeah, I mean anything below uh, three bucks, I think you're you're really doing well. Honestly, I, I think anywhere around three, give or take a quarter on either side, uh, is not too bad, all things considered. Uh, and so I really want to get to somebody who's paying you know over four or five bucks a gallon here, and I want to ask them some more questions. But uh, uh, we'll get there eventually. Uh, Bob, do you see uh, the gas prices going up? Or are they going down? Uh, which which way are they trending in your area? Uh, I would say. Holding steady now. If I buy gas premium anywhere other than Costco, I'm paying just over four a gallon for it. Yeah, yeah. The premium prices really have jumped, and you know historically, uh, you know, it's premium mid grade plus. They all were about ten uh, cents uh, a gallon more expensive than the previous grade. Uh, the first time that I've seen it in a while where uh you know premium is is a dollar more than 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 regular you know in some places so it's it's getting pretty crazy 
Jimmy Jeep, where are you from? How much are you paying? Uh, from the DFW area. I'm just used to Dallas. And uh, well, 315 ish for, for regular. And it's not too bad yet. It's just slowly creeping up every month. Yeah, it seems that way. It's the same way out here in Oregon. We're just about knocking on the door of four bucks a gallon right now. Uh, we're in the high threes, depending on where you go. Definitely way over four uh, if you're paying premium. I think it's around 420. 425 for the premium right now in some places so uh it, it's going up nonetheless uh absolutely uh jimmy uh, what kind of gas mileage you getting well my better jeep with the gas mileage has been down for the past week so i've had to drive the tons and 40s i'm getting like a whole 11 and a half camp miles a gallon oh man i hope you don't have a long commute yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> 80 mile round trip How 80 miles round trip. That that was like my old commute. Yeah, I, I feel your pain, brother. I really do. Uh, Jimmy T, uh, where are you from and uh, what are you paying for gas? Um, Minneapolis and Minnesota area. I got to buy premium for the 392 and that's running about 380 a gallon. It's about 325, I think, for regular, but I it doesn't run right if I don't run premium in it, so... It's does it does it ping do. or does it just sort of idle rough? No, it's it, it retards the timing. It, the computer retards the timing, so it doesn't run as good. It's, wow, it's, uh, the performance isn't as good. So, so if you, you got to do us a favor. You got to bite the bullet, break out the yeah. uh, break out the big bills, and put some one ten in there, and uh, and let us know yeah. how it does. Right, so get some racing right, fuel in there. Right. No, I, I don't. I don't daily drive it either. I got a work vehicle for that, so I just put oh, very good. Tank very a month. Good. I tank a month into it or whatever. So oh, that's not too bad, actually. Yeah, uh, you know, and I get I get almost twenty miles a gallon if I drive under sixty. So that's yeah. actually pretty reasonable, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, for that size of a motor uh, in that Jeep and everything, I I honestly thought it would be in the low teens. Uh, I if figured I maybe get, 15, uh, 15, if, if I get on really a good get day. on it a lot, it'll be 15 or 14. But if I'm easy wow. to throttle, it 20. So, <laughs> well, that's pretty yeah. good. I'm sure uh, that that puts a lot of people's uh, minds at ease. And there might, you, you you might just with that statement alone have sold a few 392s for Jeep for them. <laughs> <laughs> More the better. They're not going to be around right. much longer, so you might as well get them all. Yeah, get them right. All. Yeah, get them while you can. <laughs> yeah. Larry, where are you from, and uh, and how much you paying? Well, he's about my gas. I'm out of St. Louis, Missouri. I'm paying right at about $3 a gallon when I go to Sam's. But I literally, as, as this was going on, I just filled up in Orange County. So, Wendy, I feel your pain. It was yes, you right do. About, <laughs> it, was, it was right at $4.50. Oh, that's, that's, and that's regular. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the premium. Yeah, no, no, no. There ain't nothing regular about that. Premium was wow. over 5 Ooh. What were you doing uh, clear over in, in Orange County? Uh, just work. Ah. Just, I, I, I work for work. Larry's a hit man. He didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Sorry All we right. couldn't connect, Larry. Just timing, you know? Next time. Oh, I get it. Trust me, I yeah. get it. I appreciate it, though. All right, Ted Stryker with us tonight. Ted, where are you from and how much you paying, man? Houston, Texas. Uh, paying about 290 to 295 a gallon. What? Ouch. <laughs> I need to uh, move to Texas. <laughs> seriously. Well, you guys got the refineries down there and you, you, all that sort of stuff. You ain't going to like it when you get to meet Josh. <laughs> <laughs> now, how close are you to a refinery? 
Oh man, that that's that's really nice. Uh, it, it's wow. got to be. You got to be a little feeling a little spoiled when you start hearing some of these other numbers. Uh, and and th- is there a sense of guilt at all? I you know. <laughs> no, he no, doesn't no have guilt. guilt. No. no guilt. No, of course not. No, why would there be? No, man. Congrats uh, for the low gas prices. You might you might yeah. just end up with uh, with the uh, golf score of, of the day the, here the, the with uh, out of this yeah. here. Uh, moving on to another listener here, Ashley Lee. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Ashley, uh, where, where are you from and how much are you paying? Yeah, this is John. So whenever that Zoom bomb happened, I got banned permanently on my other one. I had to come in under nothing different. I had to grab my wife's life. <laughs> so you, did, you just did somebody, anybody's name? Did somebody yeah, ban you? You did. Technically. <laughs> oh, the, the, they move, they move around as, uh, as you're trying to do things to them. I bet you that's what happened. Probably so, but anyway, um, around here, I think uh, for regular, I pay about two eighty five, two eighty six uh, at the local book um, trip, um, and I run a ethanol free in it, probably about every two or three tanks or whatever in there, and that's that's around three fifteen, three twenty or so uh, a gallon. So, and I get about thirteen miles per gallon. I think is what I'm getting with the uh, the thirty fives and the four tens. Well, it could be worse, I suppose. Uh, you could be getting even worse gas mileage, or you could have a longer commute. You could be paying more. Uh, so we can all count our blessings where we can, I suppose. And we can see what we can do about getting you uh, unbanned from uh, from yeah. there. <laughs> all right, we have a we have a bill with us. I don't know if this is Wendy's bill or not, but Bill, no, uh, where are you from, and and uh, how uh, much are you paying? Austin. Yeah, uh, Austin, Texas. Um, so yeah, I think I'm paying two ninety five, three dollars a gallon. And I'm getting 16, 17 MPG with the uh, 37s and the 488 gear. So not too bad. I mean, the, with the COVID stuff, it's, you know, working from home on there. So it's not not doing a whole lot of driving. So not super painful at this point. So, Man, that's the one thing that I think a, a lot of people have going for them now. With, a, with the COVID stuff still kind of going on, there's still a lot of people who are telecommuting, if you will, working from home, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, geez, Tony, driving, what, takes you five, six months to drive 3,000 miles or something? I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, that was my uh, wife driving mostly. That, that's just, yeah, it's just insane. I, you know, w- coming from a guy who used to drive over 100 miles a day. Uh, and, and so, you know, on, on average, about 100 miles a day, I should say. So yeah, it was uh, uh, when I hear these, you know, you know, very low miles and stuff like that. It's like, oh man, I miss those days because I'm driving a lot more nowadays. Uh, WJ, Chris, what you got for uh, where, gas mileage? Where are you from? Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I also I have a WJ with the V8 in it. It's the four seven, and I get about fourteen miles to a gallon. And How much we're you paying? paying about. 301 i think because i just filled up all right all right are, are you running premium in that or are you just run run regular no uh the manual says run regular in it so no all need right. to waste money you know i did find in my four liter that uh when i run the non-ethanol it seems to just absolutely love it uh i do pay a premium for that uh i have there's only one gas station uh in my area that i can go to uh to go get it uh, but, uh, but it is available and for some reason, I don't know, man, the four liter, it's a venerable motor and it just loves that non-ethanol gas. Uh, something about the, uh, the octane or the lack of ethanol. I don't know. It's how gas should Most be. Most motors do. 
Yeah, it's just that ethanol stuff. Just not. It, I don't think it was ever meant to uh, to be burnt in, uh, in in these older engines. You know, maybe modern engines they can adjust a little bit better that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, man, the the older I engine. I used to run up in Michigan a lot. In Michigan, it would be non-ethanol gas up on the UP, and I get yeah. better mileage coming home than I when I was going up there because in Minneapolis they sell ethanol in their gas, so you can get. And uh, I would get way better mileage coming back from Michigan. You know, I wonder if there's if there's more power per drop of non-ethanol gas than there is in, in ethanol gas, and that, and that's why you know for every you know drop of it burns, so. actually get another extra horsepower three, you know, who, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I think. All right, so. what about yeah. uh, Andrew? Andrew, uh, where are you from? How much are you paying? I'm from Midland, Texas, and uh, right now we're paying two ninety five a gallon. So it's not too bad. And luckily, I don't daily drive my Jeep. I have a work truck for that because otherwise, I'd be very broke very fast. How much did you say a gallon again? Two ninety five. Oh, two ninety five. I thought you said ten ninety five, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no he's from Texas. It's under three dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, that's we what all I'm need saying. to move that's to like, Texas. Oh. <laughs> Seriously. All right, I, Tony. I'm dying to to know how much you're paying a gallon. The last time I filled up, uh, which I think was, uh, I think it was last week, last Thursday, uh, two dollars and eighty six cents. Get out! Oh, <laughs> oh man, oh, that is it is so it, not it hurt. That, not that much difference than the, some of the other not ones, paying. around three dollars a gallon. But yeah, wait, just wait to hear how much I'm paying. Go ahead. Keep I, going, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm saving the best for last. Trust me. <laughs> All right, Garrett. Uh, where are you from and how much are you paying? Uh, I'm in Wichita, Kansas. Um, I'm at low threes. And then for my Harley, I run 91. So it's mm -hmm. uh, 350-ish. And uh, I only work about, I only work three days a week. So um, I don't drive a lot and I don't live too far from work. So I don't put too much gas in, but I drive my Harley whenever I can because it gets better gas mileage than my Jeep does. Yeah, you know, anytime you can get the bike out, that that's a good day, man. So, I, I hats off to you there. That that's that's where it's at. Uh, yeah, and, and if you can if you work and live in the same zip code, oh, it is wonderful. It is, really is wonderful. I'm doing it for the first time in in 15 years, and it is it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Josh Downs, uh, where are you from, and uh, how much are you paying? Uh, Greenville, Texas, about an hour east of Dallas, and we're hovering right around three dollars. Depending on the day of the week, it could be three twenty or three ninety, or sorry, two ninety. Uh, I run just regular and everything I got. Uh, the XJ. Looking at my maintenance app here, I'm averaging about uh, fourteen point eight miles per gallon on that <clears throat> over the past oh couple of years and thirty seven hundred gallons worth of fuel. And then the wow. CJ is getting about twelve miles to the gallon. Geez, not much of a difference, although there's uh, a good decade or two in between the two Jeeps there. That's uh, that's something else. Uh, All right, Josh. <laughs> yeah, Josh, 88 Jeep. Sorry. Yeah, Josh, 88 Jeep. Uh, where are you from, and uh, and uh, how much are you paying? I'm here in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, right now, it's around three thirty-three a gallon. It, it, it goes up about 30 to uh, plus or minus 30 cents a gallon. Uh, just depends on what day it is. Um, and my uh, 2015 F-150 with a 5-liter V8, that's what I drive every day. Um, 
I get about 17 and a half miles to the gallon. I just use 87 low octane. They can use E85. It's a flex fuel be- flex fuel mm-hmm. vehicle, but I, I never use the E85. No, I, I don't know too many people that do. We got that stuff out here as well, and uh, I mean, we have a couple of vehicles in our fleet that will run that. Uh, nobody runs it. I, I, I really don't know anybody personally who runs E85. Uh, I think I know more people who run biodiesel than, than run the E85, yeah. running the fish, uh, or the uh, the French fry oil. But uh, uh, yeah, that's that that's yeah. I mean, the E85, I think it had potential. You know, it should have taken off, but it just never got the uh, the traction that it that I think it deserved. Uh, you know, synthetic gasoline, something, whatever it is. It, it's it's just it's more ethanol. Is it, 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 I think is what it is. Less gas and more ethanol. All right, rounding yeah. out our list before we get to the big numbers. Nathan from Pittsburgh. We well, uh, Nathan is from Pittsburgh. Well, how much are you paying in Pittsburgh, Nathan? I actually had to look it up because I didn't even pay attention. We're up to three fifty-five right now. But oh. I was considering necessary evil. So, but I can't complain with thirty fives on the Gladiator. I'm getting between seventeen and eighteen miles per gallon right now. So my old Ram was twelve, and most of my other vehicles took premium. So Gladiator is actually on the winning end of miles per gallon for me. Nice, very so, nice. Is that is that your daily driver then, uh, right now? That it is. Yep. I only work four days a week, four tens, and I have about a thirty-five mile round trip for work, so it's not too bad. That's not too shabby. Man, Those that 410 schedule is really nice. My last job was like that, and uh, having a three-day weekend every week, yeah, that is does something for the morale, got to say. Yeah, it's already 1230 in the morning here, so I'd be getting up in three hours if I worked today. Oh, goodness, wow. man. Well, thanks wow. for, uh, for <laughs> staying up past your bedtime and, and hanging exactly. out with us. Absolutely. All right, Wendy, lay it on us. Well, wait a minute. What about Andrew? Did, did we miss him, or did you already talk no, to him? We got Andrew. You did? Okay. So, first off, we're on 37s. I'm in Southern California, Big Bear. We get 20 miles to the gallon, believe it or not. We pay $4.99 for premium right now. $4.99 a gallon. And it's going up. Well, it's under five, so... That's what we have. Uh, that's what the price is, going price right now is for non-ethanol is $4.99. Uh, yeah. The average price in Oregon, uh, according to uh, uh what a state gas price averages.com gas prices uh, through AAA uh 378 is the average in Oregon. I know that I paid there, more than that last time that I that I filled up and yeah, it was like 3 Exactly. Yeah, and there and there's a city in Northern California that's uh, 750 or 749 yep. a gallon for for yep. regular, not even for yeah. premium. Yeah. So. Heard that on the radio this morning and I was insane. like insane kidding me yeah, insane insane yeah but 499 i mean seriously i need to talk to bill about moving to texas because that those prices <laughs> below three dollars sounds exciting yeah absolutely <laughs> well good times there got a big give a big thanks out there to all of our campfireside chat listeners tonight uh bob jimmy travis uh another jimmy larry ted uh john otherwise aka ashley uh, don't shave the beard, man. People are going to get confused. Uh, Bill, uh, Chris, as well as Andrew and uh, Garrett, Josh, another Josh, and Nathan. Uh, thank you guys all for uh, for chiming in on this big long list tonight. I know that we kind of went through that pretty quick. Uh, and if you would like to join in on the next Campfire Side Chat, it's very easy to do. Now, we're going to be talking about something different every week. And uh, if you want to chime in, uh, well, the best way to do it is to follow us on Facebook. Get all the notifications through there. You can see what's going on, get the post, you know, all that sort of stuff. Or you can receive the notifications via our newsletter, 
which is going to have the links you can click on and all that sort of stuff as well. And it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Don't worry, we're not going to spam you. You get one email a week. That's it. And uh, we don't sell your information. We don't even know anybody to sell it to anyways. So just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up. Don't worry, it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to thank a vet for their service. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Yeah, I want to give an extra special happy belated birthday to all the Marines out there. Wednesday, yesterday, as we recorded this, was the United States Marine Corps' birthday. Marines were formed 246 years ago. Thank you. Podcasting since 2010.